Welcome to the Marketing Automation Hustle Podcast, where we break down the essential strategies of email marketing and automation to help e-commerce brands hyper-personalize their customer journey and increase sales on autopilot. So get ready to automate your marketing like a pro with Sendlane's brand marketing manager and your host, Caitlin Hutchinson. Welcome back to the Marketing Automation Hustle. We are now on episode three, and this is our third episode with Jimmy Kim. Yes, he's back again. <laughs> hey, Jimmy. <laughs> My third episode in a row, and you guys are probably sick and tired of seeing me already. Maybe. Never. I don't know. Never. But yeah, I'm going to be on a lot of him. I'm not the host, but I'm here a lot. So <laughs> You are an expert yeah. in the space, so we are going to bring Jimmy in every once in a while when there's especially a topic that you're the expert on. Sure. And today, that happens to be email marketing. We talked a lot about it um, in the last episode about Sendlane, and then the first episode, how you kind of got into email marketing. But today, I specifically want to focus on why the heck email is even still relevant. We're in 2019. A lot of people are, you know, all about social media, all about paid advertising, and I think there's kind of some question for certain sure. businesses about if email is even still relevant. Yeah, I think that that's actually a great topic to talk about because one of the things I think about is you get challenged that all the time when we're out there talking about email, when we're trying to sell them an email or trying to sell them to join our company on mm-hmm. our platform as a company. And it it's definitely something that's come through a lot, I think. And the I, I don't know where you want me to start with this, but I guess to start off with the relevancy, I guess, yeah. of the question yeah. there. I think the biggest thing that I think about when it comes to email is very simple. I think the email has evolutionized a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of different places that you've got to think about where email marketing fits in. Now, email marketing to me is not just about the simplicity of like getting a customer or lead and being able to nurture them. There's actually other parts of email. So there's cold email marketing, which is where your company like us and we're doing outbound reach where we're uh, contacting like other companies that may be a fit to us. And you're also reaching out to them as well. And everything that we talk about and everything we do and everything that comes in, they all come back down to the same thing. And where people have this notion or idea that email is dying because there's all these great advertising companies and great other ways to do it. I look at email as still the median of one thing. And this is the question I ask people all the time. Like, there's chatbots, there's, I don't know, there's all these different things that are coming through, right? Mm -hmm. Automated AI, blah, 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 and all these fancy keywords out there. But the question I always ask people is like, when's the last time you bought from these other items and verticals versus where have you bought most of your stuff from? Where do you buy it? I buy it through an email through Amazon, an abandoned card email from somewhere. I get it from a product recommendation of email and I go back to that website. But if you're talking to like a chatbot, when's the last time you go into the chatbot, ask it a bunch of questions? Do you have it in red? Do you have it in blue? Whatever the question you may be talking to. And then when do you actually make that purchase? A lot of times it comes back to having an email come back to you and tell you to buy the product, you know? And we're checking our email every day. I think it's something like, 99% 99% of people it's check modern their day email mail, every you know? single day. It's modern day mail, direct mail piece. And that's a perfect one. People say, oh, direct mail is dying, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, paper. But guess what? There's still 20, 25% in this industry that still does it. I mean, if we correlate this outside of even email, let's look at someone like Amazon. Uh-huh. They brought the ebook out, really. Like, they brought the Kindle experience out and all that stuff. Yeah. And there was uh, 10 years ago, people were saying, this new digital format is going to kill the books. And then Amazon opened a bookstore. Why? 
right? Because there's still just that core group of people out there that still do it. Now, now when I look at email, I don't think it even does that. I don't think there is even a core group. Email used to be just the start or the communication and the end of it. I think that email is now just the beginning of a cycle in all these other mediums out there, some chatbots, uh, I don't know, Facebook, like advertising, right? So if you're doing paid advertising or you're doing all these different types of communications out there, maybe you're doing WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or whatever it might be. You're all leading towards one end goal, which is to end up either getting their email address or getting to buy through an email a lot of times. And then you're trying to repeat that cycle over and over again, even if you're sending text messages. So it's not like you you can't it's not that you can't do all of these other different marketing channels. It's just that email marketing is kind of that starting point is that what you're I think saying? it's a, like I the, think it's a little bit of everything point? I think it's a starting point and it's an end point it's it's an ecosystem that wraps around everything mm-hmm. I think you can look at every type of platform or every type of medium out there and actually say email is still relevant in every one of those platforms and that is what's going to drive it so you have a chatbot what does a chatbot do it, it sits there and it tries to answer the questions mm-hmm. and then a lot of times what does it do it tries to capture the email address if chatbots were that effective and it could be replaced email they wouldn't be asking for the email address it's the one thing, right? It's still, I think the big thing that I like to think about with email is back in 10, 20 years ago when we we're thinking about email, it was a little bit more personal, right? It yeah. was like, you don't give out your email address because you like weren't sure how to give that out. It's yeah. kind of like your phone number today in these modern days. Like people don't give out their phone numbers anymore because they don't want, because that's still personal, right? Yeah. They can text message him, they can call him. But emails, people will give away like candy now because they're like, eh, it's email. I expect to get a bunch of well, junk and, email. Uh, and you need an email to literally sign up for anything yeah, online. Yeah, that too as well. And that's another reason. But why do you need that? Because that's the true method of verification of a person's a real person. Yeah. There's all these different things that come into play. Now, I know that there's things like spam and all this other stuff mm-hmm. that comes into play. But the reality is, if you're doing a proper job at being able to nurture and communicate to your customers, you still need email, even if you're using other things. So my answer is very simple. Is it relevant? Absolutely is relevant more than ever. Is it an exciting topic? I can't say it's the most exciting topic in the world because it's been around for a while, but it's literally the replacement for what mail used to be. Now it's digital and it's in your inbox. Even the mailboxes I have uh, out there for things for my company and stuff, all they do is they basically scan it and send it to me to an email. So yeah. they've they've just basically streamlined a lot of the process as well too. So Well, and I feel like it's not so much like yeah, it might not be the most exciting, you know, new marketing shiny thing out there, but it's still the thing that constantly works. Yeah, exactly. It still has the highest ROI, right? Yep, exactly. It's got the highest ROI. I don't care what people say text messages and that. It's not. I mean, yeah, there's you know, 99% delivery rate on on a text message. That's great, but yeah what are you actually making in the money and the sales in the bottom line? And that's something that I challenge everybody. I mean, if you look at an e-commerce company, they say that 20 to 30% of your revenue should come from your email marketing of your existing list and your customer journey and lead generation, all that stuff, right? Yeah. No one can say that about like 20, 30%. The only other place that can could be direct impact ROI is paid advertising. Yeah. But what's the goal of paid advertising? To get them to buy, to get their email so they can use selling more stuff. Again, yeah. it's it's no longer it, all goes back to that. It, it always cycles back through that. And then what happens? You ask them for referrals, rewards, all that stuff, and then you get them to back through email and email. And so you'll continuously see that. And I think what people have like, you know, email has changed. It's not as easy in the back of the if I look back twenty years ago and I look at remember email. It was the wild, wild west 20 years ago, and you could do just about anything you wanted to and not hit these filters and these yeah. spam boxes, these behavioral-based uh, inboxes. You know, There's all these things that are coming into play, and I think that people feel challenged and they don't have the knowledge, and that's what this podcast is for, so uh-huh. that we can teach people a lot about this stuff. But 
if people realize that if you could adapt and change to the way that things are going on in this world and being able to communicate them through more personalized emails, through more automation emails, things that are really like creating a true impact where a person wants to be a part of that email, wants to see that email because it's relevant to them, it, they would start to understand it even more, which is where Sendland Academy or Ecom Email uh, Academy is coming out yeah. at the end of this month. Really, that's a perfect example of why I'm doing this is because it's education piece. And I think that one place that people forget in it's been an evolution I've seen because as a content creator over the years, I've seen is email wasn't sexy because it was kind of out there and they've always wanted to talk about the newest and greatest thing, but there literally is a missing gap of people who don't know email. It's very common for us to get on a call with an e-commerce manager who manages their email on his other side and you'll ask him like what to do and they just kind of blankly stare at you or they don't know (laughs) or they're just like well we do newsletters with coupons and i'm like that's great you know step one you've done now we're now we're back to 2009 and now you're there good now what else do you do and they just kind of look at you blank and you're like well you know there's a lot of things you can do with email that you're not doing where you can really truly nurture your customer and give them that personalized experience but you touched on a little bit last time just i think we did a little bit between you know email marketing and marketing automation yeah and i think Maybe that's what a lot of people don't understand is that email's not just like, hey, here's our newsletter. Yeah. Hey, here's a discount. It gets a lot more behavior based yep, and intelligent yep. now. Yep, yep, exactly. And that's where the whole marketing automation play comes into play, right? It's email marketing is now just a feature of marketing automation. Mm-hmm. Where marketing automation is now driving the ecosystem. So we talked about all these mediums that are out there. That's part of marketing integration, the integrations that you have, the data points that you have, and how you can make better decisions driven around data. It's no longer just about how many people opened my email, how many people clicked, how much yeah. ROI I made, but it's about who visited my webpage, what did they do, what products did they look at, and then what did they do on on the social side or the advertising side or you know whatever mediums or channels that you're working with you should be able to kind of correlate it all back to one piece mm-hmm. so that's that's how we think about email and i think how why email continues to be as relevant as it is yeah and especially i mean since now we have mobile everywhere yeah. we go yep. i'm constantly checking my email like you mentioned abandoned carts earlier i literally bought a table two days ago that i've been looking at for like a week and it landed in my inbox twice of like, hey, there's only two left of this table. So I text my husband and I'm like, <laughs> I need to buy this table right now because there's only two left. OK, so it's like it's crazy because even when I did that, I thought leading up to this specific uh, episode, I was like, wow, it really does work. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of crazy. Like it's so it is so simple, but everybody does it. Everybody clicks in some sort of email. It just depends on whether you care to even engage with that brand or if it's even a product that you're really interested in. And that comes back to what? Personalization. Yes, exactly. exactly. So if you got a if you were looking at tables and you just started getting coupons about the general store or if you got coupons about like uh like, I don't know, whatever it may be, like, some, not a coupon, but like this newsletter, like output of like, here's 90 other things that you can buy from the store. You probably wouldn't have came back and purchased that. But because they said, this person, Caitlin, is interested in this table, we're going to tell her that the table's there. There's only two left. So now they've added urgency or scarcity to the play. Yep. They got you to go ahead and buy it. And I guarantee you they brought you right back to the cart where you left off. Yep. And that was it. And you literally had no buying decision except that table and looking at that table. And then they're going to try to start trying to upsell you because they're going to be 
like, well, you know, you got this table. Now you need the chairs and then you need the lamp for it. Yep. And then you need the I cup for it. I already got recommended the matching bar stool. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. And that means that I don't know who the company is. Probably a big company, I'm guessing. It's Wayfair. Okay. Well, Wayfair is a perfect example. They've, yep. they've nailed e-commerce. They are the challenger in that space of furniture bringing direct to consumer. They've nailed that out. And whatever they're using is identify that those data sets are being able to drive that. Right. So yeah. that's a perfect person that we can look at. And I think this would something in the future we should look at as email to just talk about it right now is like we can go dissect big companies and play around and like be able to like look at it and be like this is a case study what they're doing and how mm-hmm. they're doing all that so it doesn't matter what the technology is right this entire podcast is supposed to be agnostic to technology it's supposed to be about what we're trying to teach and educate uh-huh. obviously we're going to tell you to buy send lane and join send lane and we're the best yeah. but Let's face the reality is if we can educate it and when you make that decision later on, my goal is that hopefully you'll give us a shot at it, right? So anyways, but being able to dissect it, whoever they're using and being able to really correlate it, see it, I think that people would be very interested in learning about that as well. So there's a random idea we're going to talk about now and I'm sure it'll come back out in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, so. we'll keep adding. But yeah, yeah this, I mean, it is definitely meant to be educational. Um, I kind of want to circle back a little bit. You kind of briefly touched on um i think like inboxing Mm -hmm. you were saying uh just how people there's a lot more barriers to get into the inbox so i kind of want to go back to that sure and also mention that we actually have um a white paper called inbox uh better and it's specifically about how to maximize your open rates and your engagement and your ctr and drive more sales, and it's just all the do's and don'ts before you hit the send button, the power of testing, and analyzing your uh, email marketing delivery, and all those fun things. We'll make them fun, we promise. So we actually have that as a free download. If you go to sendlane.net slash inbox, sendlane.net slash inbox, and claim your free white paper, totally free, but we might ask you for your email and it'll be totally worth it, but it'll kind of go back to what Jimmy was saying earlier about inboxing. So I kind of want to touch on that a little bit because we released this inbox better white paper a while ago, but this uh, one I just mentioned is our like new updated 2019 version because things are constantly changing. Yep. The evolution is changing right now. Uh, it's behavioral. It's personalization and behavioral, right? Kind of basically what I've been talking about. Uh, something that people don't get. It's no longer where I congregate the biggest email list that I can congregate for my store or my business. And then I just blast them out every time, right? Yeah, yeah that used to work and it was great. But people are no longer interested in that because they want to feel like you care as an experience. And you know, the trick is, and we talk about this in the book as well too, is really understanding the dynamics of what's actually happening happening Mm -hmm. on the other side and people are so focused on how cool my images look or what my man even down to that i mean there's i think there's multiple parts so first of all people are more concerned about how cool it looks Mm -hmm. before they talk about function and feature so i then then the second part is really about you know like thinking about what's the actual content and i Mm -hmm. think people are too either direct or they don't have the right people in the company it's still respond i mean there's a thing called a direct response copywriter that's been around for years right they used to write these really long papers they used to send these mails Mm -hmm. That relevancy still changes back in the email. You've got to have great content that a person wants to engage with, right? Yeah. And then really understanding the cycle of the user and where they are and their intent to purchase is also an important thing to come into place. That all comes to behavior and understanding the behavior around the user and really understanding how that user is really 
driven towards making that final decision that you're trying to get them to come over the hump, right? Yes. It's no different at the end of the day than if you're at a brick and mortar and you watch a guy who's looking at a cup in the corner, who's really looking at that cup, looking at the bottom of the cup, looking all around the cup, and then the guy who's just wandering around aimlessly looking at the ceiling. <laughs> Who do you talk to, right? Yeah. You talk to the guy who's looking guy at that cup. cup. So you can sell them that, right? But in email marketing, you don't know what their true behavior is. So you've got to use all the data points and all the information to be able to do that and then be able to personalize that experience. So you shouldn't email the guy who's wandering around looking at the ceiling the same thing you're going to email the guy here but naturally that's what people do and then they get upset that their emails are not getting open they're not getting clicked they're not getting read they're not whatever it may be so the book is really truly about what actually happens not where this part of it and we'll get into a lot of that side but what happens in the part where you're sending that email out and you're getting it out there to the bottom person and why that then email ended up spam, why that email is not going to get engaged, why that email, what may have caused different things. And it's not the Bible, it's suggestions, best practices, right? Yeah. Just to try to give you a better idea and sense around it. And again, that comes back to Ecom Email Academy that's coming out. It's really about driving it in. Like one of my favorite modules that I'm going to be writing and talking about is about like what's your actual email supposed to have and how do you make sure that not only is the email in enticing and getting a person to want to look at it, but also how do we get that email into the inbox and making sure we have it. I think deliverability, and I know Zach is going to get on here. Zach's one of the co-founders. He's also head of delivery here, uh, and he's the guru that gets that email from here to the inbox. Mm -hmm. He's going to talk about this a lot more than I will, but he basically will tell you the same thing. It's not just about how many subscribers you can get, how engaged it is. I know people who have little, little micro lists, couple thousand people versus people who have hundreds of thousands of people. And these people who have little micro lists engage and do better in the money and the ROI back on mm -hmm. the email than these people. And why that happens is just basically a lack of focus. I just blast emails over yeah. here. 200,000 people, yeah, they get 10, 15% open rates and they got good engagement. They're not making sales. You got this little 5,000, 10,000 list that's doing 40, 50, 70% open rates because people are so engaged with the brand because of the way they're messaging him, communicating him, and they're making such a bigger ROI behind yeah. it, right? They call that, uh, what are they, EC ECPM is what they call it, which is email uh, cost per uh, mail, right? Basically okay. knowing what your dynamic of the value is and then being able to really understand like, hey, I'm making like an ECPM of like 20 cents over here and over here I'm making $1.50, right? Yeah. It's better to make a dollar fifty than it is to make twenty cents. I don't care if your volume is bigger. This company can grow, but if this company continues to grow, that number is going to continue to drop, and it's going to be less effective. Where this company can grow and maintain that type of CPM, it becomes a much better scenario and, for them. And do you think that's just because like a lack of effort between one and the other? One just wants to blast out as many emails as they can, just basic emails to everybody, and the other one's putting more effort into actually understanding their customers and delivering personalized messages. I think it's knowledge. It's knowledge of what's supposed to happen. Again, people who are quote-unquote email marketers in a lot of companies, unfortunately, haven't had the formal training behind them and had the education of like where things are changing. Mm -hmm. What they're doing worked absolutely perfect in 2010. It was perfect in 2010. That's what you did in 2010, right? Yeah. But as you look forward and the evolution has changed and you look at a company like Gmail, right? Gmail is the number one free email service and I think it's starting to become a paid email service for a lot of people for the G Suite side of things and people are using it right but if you understood and a lot of people will come to me and say hey Jimmy I'm so tired of being in the promotional inbox and I'll say right back to him and say well what do you send and they'll say well I send promotional emails I said then Gmail's <laughs> doing their job aren't they and they're like yeah and I'm like well, I don't want to be there. I want to be in that primary tab. I said, you know how you get in primary tab? And they'd be like, yeah, what? I said, stop sending so many emails. Send emails that they actually want to hear about. And if they engage enough, and that's what those tabs are, by the way. They're behavioral tabs, right? 
based around their behavior, if they start opening every single one of your quote unquote promotional tab, it's going to go to the primary inbox because they've said, hey, this person, Caitlin, for example, really reads these emails. Gmail needs to put that in front of them because you care enough about the email. But does that translate to everybody else? The answer is no. Just because now it's in your primary inbox, it's still mm-hmm. going to land in everyone's promotional. In fact, some of them are still going to land in spam. You know, there's like one of the things I talk about in the book is if an email, if you send an email to, let's just say, I'm going to pretend I'm the business, you're the person, right? Okay. I send you the same email or different emails over a period of 30 days and I send you 15 emails. You've ignored them all and you've archived them or deleted them. You know that next email that I sent is going to end up in your spam box and it's going to forever end up in your spam box until you bring it back out. Why? Because Gmail has identified Caitlin doesn't give a crap about this email, (laughs) doesn't give a crap about what you're sending. She's ignoring it. She's archiving it or she's deleting it more likely, not even archiving it, but deleting it. So why do we want to continue delivering that, wasting your precious inbox space? Because they know that you may get 145 emails a day. Uh Why would they want to continue dropping that in that inbox for you? I, no I actually didn't know that. That's really interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of little things sense. like that. But it's where the evolution is happening. Gmail is the leader when you're looking at that email service space. Uh-huh. Yahoo, Hotmail, AOL, all these guys are now catching up, right? That's why there's like a lot of articles that Oracle wrote and other people have written about like the old school like sender score, return path, all these like big like names. And I'm not trying to sit here and like put anyone down. But they're running old technology. They're running old stuff that doesn't relate and correlate to it. And then there's all these testing services out there. Oh, I want to test it. Well, I just told you exactly how Gmail thinks about it. How can you test an inbox mm-hmm. when Gmail is sitting there telling you that every inbox is going to be different and they're going to react differently based around who's on the end it's user? Because it's getting smarter. It's getting smarter and they're looking at you. They want to fill. They want to serve you. Gmail's customer is you. It's not me. It's not anybody else. It's you. So what do they want to do? They want to make your experience better. And when they're working on your experience, it's my job as a company to make my experience better for you so that you open my emails so that I can send you more emails about things that you want to buy. And that comes with frequency. That comes with timing. That comes with just a little bit of everything. A lot of it is explained in that little book. It's like 20 pages. It's something that I love talking about because it's something that if people truly understand that, it would actually make the world a better place because you would get less spam in your life. Yeah, and get more emails that you actually care to see yeah and you probably spend more money online too yeah i mean i even do notice with my own gmail i for the most part my inbox doesn't have much that i don't care about yeah i just kicked the light (laughs) sorry it's okay we'll fix it yeah sorry about that podcast world i just kicked the light because i tangled my foot in there so if you heard me fumbling around so yeah it's real life we're, we're making this raw on yeah, purpose this is real time right yeah. now so whatever <laughs> it's all good it doesn't matter they're listening to the audio most likely anyway so it's not a big deal so i feel like we covered a lot in this episode and we couldn't get into you know all the exact tips but that's exactly why we keep referencing back to this um white paper it's Totally free. I was talking about it a little bit earlier. Jimmy was diving into it a little bit in detail. If you want to grab that, sendlane.net slash inbox. It's totally free. There's no, you know, catch. Just go there. Give us your email. That's all. That's why we're talking about email marketing. And you can get that for free and instantly download it and dive into all those tips that we've been mentioning. So, Jimmy, I'm going to say bye to you for this episode. We 
will see you eventually. Yeah, I'm around. But you've got the first three episodes. Cool. So now it's time to give someone else a turn. No, absolutely. <laughs> and don't forget, we should be getting feedback here as well, too. I know that you yes, have that as yes. well. You're going to talk about it. But don't we, worry, Jimmy. I, I know, haven't gotten I yet. know, but I just want to kind of reiterate to the listeners and the people viewing this. Like, we need this feedback because it's important to us so that we can make sure we're catering this to be yeah. exciting and good. I think, uh, I think you know, I know you said like your parents watched it today or whatever yep. last night mm-hmm. and they were like engaged with it and stuff. So I'm really excited about that because yeah. that's what we were trying to do is like we want to educate people into the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to just think about like just the person that it may be 100 percent relevant to. But they may have listened to that and caught some one little thing that they can talk educated to someone else that will spread, hopefully, and uh-huh. kind of go out there. So and even if the feed, I mean, good or bad feedback, we just want feedback. That way we can make this better. We don't want to just sit here and just be aimlessly talking about things that you guys don't really care about. Yeah. We want to talk about things that are relevant that you feel like you can take and apply. Yep. So if you do have any feedback for me or Jimmy or maybe any topics that come to mind that you're really interested in or something specific that you want to learn anything under the sun in relation to your business or marketing or e-commerce or whatever it may be, uh, you can email me directly, Caitlin at sendlane.com, C-A-I-T-L-I-N. At sendlane.com. There's like 12 ways to spell Caitlin, so I got to spell it every time. So shoot me an email or, you know, even leave us a comment on this uh, YouTube episode. And of course, if you are enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. Please leave us a review. That's the only way that we're going to get. We have to share. And share. (laughs) Tell your friends. Yeah. (laughs) Share it. That's even better. Share it. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram whatever, friends, family. Um, That's the only way we get more traction, more eyes or ears on our podcast. So uh, we'd really appreciate that. And again, if you want to shoot me an email, Caitlin at sendlane.com. Thanks so much, Jimmy, for being here. I appreciate it. And uh, happy automating, everybody.